Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Kind of missed out on Monday's game, so we're here to cover Arsenal twice, if you will. And we're going to take a bit of a look at the Champions League draw as well and a bit of a look towards Villa in our next game. Joining me first up in the Netherlands, we have Beryl Akis. Beryl, how are we this evening? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively well. I was on a high. Uh, uh, I know this is contentious because I'm from the Netherlands, but uh, because of the game on Monday and, you know, slightly less high uh, with this game, but still uh, very happy. Well, put it like this. One matters and one doesn't. And we won the one that matters and we drew the one that didn't matter and lost in penalty. So, and the, the way the schedule's working, um, the, the next round of this is around Christmas time. I think it's as well out of our calendar. Uh, as much as it'd be nice to go through, I think it would be as well out of our calendar. We've enough, we've enough fish to fry this season. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into it anyway. But and, and next up, as always, uh, we have Neil Patterson in Berlin. Chief, how are we this evening? Yep, absolutely, absolutely grand. Uh, tad disappointing to go out, but um, yeah, in um, pretty much in, in keeping with with your sentiments, it didn't really matter too much, and it's a ga- their games we could we can do without later into the season or further on into the season. So yeah, looking forward to having a wee chat about uh, the game that mattered, and you know a few comments about tonight, and then. We'll look ahead. So, right, to, to a team that's not Arsenal for a change, fucking yeah, it'd be nice. The nice. Groundhog sick, Week, sick, you know. Sick of look, <laughs> looking at Arteta's face, Foxy. That's three times so far this season. Jesus Christ, we don't want to see them again this side of next year. Three times in what five games? Uh, uh, mental. That's uh, enough for the Arsenal. Enough for the Arsenal. And last but certainly not least, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, we have Johnny Henderson. How the hell are you, man? I am very good. You're you're graced again with my presence, indeed. Blessed, Johnny. Blessed, not graced. Blessed with your presence. <laughs> blessed, blessed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good, Dave. I'm good. Brilliant on Monday. Not too bothered about tonight, but we'll we'll talk about them both anyway. I will sure I'll stick with you since I'm with you. Um, tonight, I don't know. For my money, Johnny, I, I thought you know we were the better team. If you take the whole ninety minutes, by 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 a long way, we were the better team. Um, you know, we created the better chances. Their goalkeeper had uh, was man of the match with, with, with good reason. Um, he, he had a super game, made some very important saves for them. But overall, given that team, you know, we, I know we saw Van Dijk and we saw Salah, who you know maybe was a surprise to us. But I think those players that went out there tonight, you know, gave a good account of themselves. Um, it shows, you know, even in going out, Johnny, it shows that what what, what what's behind. Is looks capable of pushing the first eleven. I think that that's the most important takeaway. I'm disappointed, of course, I'm, um, at losing in the manner that we did. A second time we've lost them in penalties. She's saying fucking five weeks, um, you know. But but at the same token, there's a lot of positives to be taken from that game tonight. Um, you know, if if you look at some of the performances. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. I think it's a funny one where they, when we always have this discussion, don't we? When they win the domestic. Cups are, are are getting started, and what we, you know, do we want to win them? And I think we all agree we'd love, you know, we've had great times in these cups, and we'd quite like to go far again. But I think it's tempered by the fact that you know, Klopp, the standards, the stamina, the the energy he demands of his team, he he doesn't see these domestic cups as priorities. I think you know, playing Van Dyke again was a surprise. He lasted about an hour. Starting Salah, I think he started Salah because he's not going on the internationals. Um, 
he do, he doesn't have any international commitment, so he probably just thought I can probably risk a bit. Um, but I think probably just in the grand scheme, it's a we it's a little bit of a frustration for me that every season with the League Cup, you just look at some of the draws that Man City always seem to get to the semi final stage, and it seems like every season we we, we land a draw that's that's you know quite challenging. And yeah, listen, there were loads of positives for me, Jota. Jota looks looks really good, looks really dangerous. He forced a really good save. Um from from Leno, the young guy, Williams centre back looked good. I think Nico Williams after the stick had a good game. I thought Gruich did very well. Um he, he he actually stood out. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of interest in him after that game. Last um, two weeks in a row he's been in the shop window, John, and and it's obviously for that reason. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's he's a big, strong kid, isn't he? He uses the ball very sensibly. He's he's, he's very good in the air. Um, I mean, not afraid of, to take yeah. a shot either. You know, he and he well, has a shot good. on him. Yeah, he had a good shot, well saved by Leno in the second half, down low to his left. He had a good header, uh, good loop and header, which Leno did well. So yeah, listen, they they, they did okay. I think Minamino faded a bit. And to be honest, in the second half, he looked lively in the first. Probably should have scored the one he put onto the bar. Um, I don't know, Harry Wilson, I thought, was kind of quiet. He sort of flitted in and out of the game. Um, you know, and, and then Milner, he'd, he'd done the job at left back, as you'd expect. Curtis Jones showed some good touches. So, I mean, all yeah, in all, you John, can't be... John, here's a question for you on Curtis Jones, because you mentioned him. Do you think there's... Like, I remember when Robbie Fowler came along, and, and Robbie Fowler just had that arrogance is the word you know he, he just had that cheeky arrogance about him and i see strains of, of that in, in in this young lad but i just wonder at times is he too confident curtis jones <laughs> i don't know i mean he tried a couple of things tonight where he he tried uh well he did a he tried a like a rabona didn't he cross and he did a he did this mad little sort of drags round swivel in the second half <laughs> like a little reverse drag of the pass. He was trying to think to pass it back. Um, I don't know. I think maybe Klopp might say to him there was times just to keep it simple, but he has that. I think, let's put it this way, I think if you... He, he's maybe got that little bit of that sky swagger that they used to talk about with Fowler, but um, I think as well, if you don't back yourself and you don't have confidence, you, you have no chance of making it at Liverpool these days, so you've got to back yourself. And uh, he scored a couple of peaches last week, so I'm all right with it. To be honest, he's only 19 as well. I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll mature. Oh no, um, absolutely, <laughs> he'll mature. But just at this stage, he seems he seems like he's just a pillar of confidence. There's just nothing seems to knock that kid. You know, he is just, and he, as yeah. you say, he just truly believes in himself. He does, and I don't want to listen. I'm not drawing a comparison here, but I do remember. Uh, I remember Cristiano Ronaldo when he made his debut for United, and I remember watching him match of the day, and he did about ten stepovers, and he he was showboating, and he was flicking, and it took years before Ferguson molded Ronaldo into the, the beast that he became. Um, but my own view of that is when you see a nineteen-year-old like that, not afraid to take the ball, very confident in their own ability. I think you need that to go to the top. So hopefully, you know. Hopefully he'll develop and and he will go. But it's hard to get too annoyed about it, Dave. Frustrating that we lost the way we did, but one of those things. We move on to Sunday. 
I am, you know, I, I think a lot of that frustration is just born from the fact of, you know, that, as we say, three games in five weeks and we'll lose two of them in a penalty shootout barrel. But for me, I thought, I thought we were a bit, you know, the first half was, I would class it as maybe a bit sterile. Um, but the second half, we like we had a lot of chances, and, and Leno was very, very good. But we could have been way out of sight in that second half, and I think that's that's uh, that's another factor of frustration for me. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I I thought the, the our second half resembled uh, the second half of of, of Monday's game. Uh, we were utterly in control, and but it was a bit of sterile control even in the second half and we had some chances and we should have scored but um yeah we lacked just a little bit of cutting edge if if, if you know um and i think uh minamino was very good in the first half and uh, he wasn't as good in the second half and maybe and we talked about this pre-pod uh maybe this was because he didn't score that that chance at at uh, at the death of uh, of of the first half that looked like a sitter probably wasn't a sitter but you know still was a chance that he could have buried and maybe uh, he is still someone who um, thinks about things like that uh, while the the game carries on I don't know this is this is introspection um, but yeah we, we were utterly in control they didn't have a chance I think in, in the second half. Um, and we controlled them with with um, not eleven, but you know, lots of other players. I, I, I didn't count how many. I think only Vinaldum was uh, from the the first uh, eleven in from the 60th minute on. Uh, I thought we we played very well, um, except for the fact that we didn't uh, create you know guilt edge chances. And if we did, uh, Leno was very good at this uh, in this game and yeah it was a bit unlucky and i and i'm not bothered to, if if we were if we would have won and and played badly it would have been um i i would have been more upset about it than um playing well and 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 you know not being able to continue this this uh, uh tournament this competition i really don't care about let's you know let's put it that way no and, and you know the, the the competition does have value to us uh there, there's no doubt about it and it gets those fringe players game time and you know as i say from from the evidence there i said it before the, the, there's players there who are going to keep our first 11 honest they're going to be pushing for places they're hungry for places there's a hung there's a hunger throughout the whole club which, which is wonderful and you know they're not too far off. Like you know, when we go on to, to, to the game on Monday, like it was men against boys, but there, we we were a level above them again tonight. Neil, in my opinion. No, I think so, and I think it was apparent, particularly for large parts of the second half. Um, and Leno was definitely the man of the match, and certainly their man of the match. And um, you know, it's come down to pens and. Ultimately, it's it's two players that you probably think are are nearing the end of their time at the club who who end up missing in in Divock and and Harry Wilson and it's one of them. Um, we knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door, and 
Leno was in great form and um, kept us out. Um, Arsenal produced one or two moments. I think Adrian makes makes one or two saves, decent saves. Um, but over the ninety minutes, you know, we were Liverpool were were clearly the better side. It's one of them where you feel a bit bad for the likes of perhaps a not not even so much a Curtis Jones, but um, you feel a, a a bit a bit sorry for one or two of them in certain ways that they may may lose out on games. Um, here and there, uh, or in this competition, sorry. But having said that, um, the next round of this competition isn't until the the run up to, to Boxing Day, like so, right smack bang in, in the worst at the worst possible time in the worst, you know, in the most congested period uh, traditionally. And I'm sure this season it's certainly not going to be any better. If, if you know, could, could and and, 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 it, and it, that is a huge bugbear with Klopp that Christmas. Um, that's Christmas schedule. He always makes a big deal of it. So you would imagine, given historically since he's been at Liverpool, he's really complained about the Christmas period and the many games in a condensed period of time. You would think somewhere in the back of his mind, he's not probably heartbroken. Well, he's he's not heartbroken. You know, he's he he would he obviously quite fancied winning the game. He, they tried quite clearly to win it in ninety minutes. Certainly, Liverpool did not want penalties. You know, um, we were we really were going at it, and um, and Jurgen was was not obviously obviously not happy to go out. And whereas in some seasons, I think last season in particular, and I'm thinking of was the last season or the season before a game where Divock scores against Wolves, and like Jurgen Klopp's fucking almost raging <laughs> that uh, that Divi welts it in. I think we go on to lose the game anyway. Like I think that's the game where Lovren got injured and Hoover had to play and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but it's one of them that you can do without and you're right about the Christmas period and Klopp not liking it that much and, and what is true is that after the first season that he was here he, he's, he's made specific plans and he's essentially planned his entire conditioning around the um, around the Christmas period um, getting the players to peak then and sort of peak twice in the season peak then and then peak again in the at you know, during the run-in, um, I think that's been a thing. So, sticking in extra games in there in the League Cup is not ideal, particularly not this season. So, and and those players, sort of coming back to my original point after going off there on a tangent, those those players, it's not like they're missing out on games between now and Christmas um, by not being in the League Cup they, anymore. They would you say, and, and, and my belief is that this would be true, I think given the evidence of, of the last couple of games, I know it was only Lincoln last week and Arsenal this week, but Klopp could have a fair amount of confidence in thinking, any one of those boys, you know, if, if we're comfortable in a game, you'd be, you'd be quite happy with any one of those guys being brought on as a sub there tonight. Well, what, certainly certainly what, it, what you're convinced of now is that you know, in, in talking about fringe players and in inverted commas, this, for me, that's it, you know, Curtis play, Curtis Jones, Minamino, Jota, uh, Nico Williams, they're all in and around the first team this year. They're all first team squad regulars. They're going to get starts, um, albeit potentially in, in 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 games, you know, particular games and so on, and certainly probably not all at the same time in games, unless you're talking maybe FA Cup. 
But they're all in and around the squad. Curtis Jones is going to get starts. Menemino's going to get starts. I'm sure Nico Williams will get starts. He got five or six starts last season. Um, Jotted guaranteed starts. Jotted guaranteed starts. So they're all they're all first team regulars. Um, and you look at our bench there, how strong the bench was, and there's still the likes of Mane and Bobby who are nowhere near it. And you know, obviously jo- Jordan Henderson's out injured, and you know Thiago's got you know uh, COVID, so he's out for a couple of weeks. So I mean, there's massive, massive strength and depth there. Um, and and that's what it does say to you, you know, Shakiri again, he he could be on his way out, but he's not there. There's talk Grudic could be on his way out as well, but uh, certainly didn't uh, didn't shame himself in any way tonight. Looked looked very decent. Um, looked an option if he were to stick about. So yeah, what it shows is we do have very good strength and depth. It's not a big deal to be going out, and you know, as as we said pre pod, we weren't and. and and in the introductions, we won the important one. And not only that, we, we pulverized them in the important one. It, it might have taken us until what very late to, to finally seal it with Jota's goal. But, you know, there was only one team in control of that game from start to finish, despite us going behind. And uh, the fact that we remedied the situation so quickly after going one down um, was a testament to that. It was a little bit, oh, what the, f- what the fuck just happened? No, 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 you don't. And we, we reasserted our dominance there. In, uh, and yeah, so you win some, you lose some. Tonight was nil-nil and we're out on pens. So such is life. Uh, as we say, in Ireland, shit happens. So shit has happened and we're out. But you've segued me nicely into Arsenal twice. And the one that we do want to talk about, Johnny, and that was um, on Monday night. And, you know, as Neil alluded to there, Andy Robertson makes a, a very uncharacteristic mistake that he, you know, he rectifies very quickly, to be fair to the guy. And, and you know, he comes away from it laughing and and whatever. But it was a it was it was a comedy of errors from from basically yeah. Robert, Robertson touched the ball the Lacazette touching the ball to where the fuck Allison was. I do not know or what the fuck Allison was doing. I don't think anybody knows what anybody was doing. Um, but it was completely against the run of play, completely Nobody saw it coming. We were fucking dominant. I mean, dominant men against boys, and we find ourselves one yeah. down. And I and I think the response is just magnificent. It's just like, how dare you come to our our patch and put us one down? How dare you? And it's just like we're fucking champions, and we're going to show you. And we did. Yeah, and we did. I probably I was watching it and I was just thinking. Um, I watched it with, with, with Dave Dunham and a couple of other lads. We went out here in Belfast and I watched the game and sort of different experience now going to watch a game because you're sitting and you, you know there's no big stampede at the bar and it's almost quiet. <laughs> you get to take it all in. And very civilized, things, John. Very civilized. <laughs> it was. It's uncharacteristically civilized for us boys, as you know, when we go to watch Liverpool or whether it's at the game or, or, or in the pub. Um, but one of the things that probably struck me was where we I actually do feel a wee bit sad at the moment around this whole pandemic and this whole thing is just how good this team is. And there's, you know, 60,000 60, people at Anfield every other week not getting to come along and just appreciate um, what this team are at the minute and, and how good they are because as you say Dave it was it was men against boys and I mean you know you, <laughs> Arsenal look at the, the community shield and the penalties and again tonight in that mad game where there's all sorts of 
you know, when, when you're taking off Salah and Van Dijk uh, with half an hour to go, you're obviously not too crazy about winning uh, for, for tonight's game. But listen, when it came to the crunch and it really mattered, annihilated them, obliterated them. I think it was, uh, Gary Neville said in the commentary, it was the best opening half hour of the season from any team. I watched the game again. It was just incredible, I think. We, we've all, we, we sort of said before the season kicked off, we all were really confident that this Liverpool team would win the league. I guess the unknown was, you know, we didn't feel that anybody else had strengthened enough, really. You know, the likes of City, Chelsea have bought a lot of players. They haven't closed the gap. But the one thing it's we didn't know... It's not we'll win the league, John. It's who's going to stop us. And I don't see anybody yeah. stopping us. And well, and that's it, Dave. And it was a bit like the hunger. You know, the hunger was the thing. And then I think we got that answered in in spades and then some on Monday. I, I just thought that it was ferocious. You know, the, the hunger in that first half. And as you say, it was almost the, it was almost the anger of, of Liverpool, uh, the temerity of, of Arsenal to, to take the lead. You know, they didn't have a sniff. Robertson's should just go with his right foot. It, it happens. The response is straight away, right, let's just go at them. Salah just blows Tierney out of the water. Manny scores. Two fullbacks combined, bang. We, we batter them. We absolutely batter them. And again, there's a bit of a narrative, you know, Arsenal did hang in the game. They are a grittier, better Arsenal than we've seen in previous years. There's no doubt about that. They're playing for their manager. Arteta has them organized. Lacazette has that chance, but let's not kid ourselves. That game was Liverpool. If Liverpool had scored six or seven goals, um, Arsenal really couldn't have complained. We were so dominant, and I just think it was a sign, especially coming the day after Man City got humiliated. And I think it was the ultimate sign that it is going to take something really, really crazy, in my opinion. I know it's only three games in, but I think it'll take something crazy for us not to win this league. Something unprecedented will have to happen, or a mad run of injuries, but we're head and shoulders above every team in that league and we really showed in that game that apart from all the skill and all the, the quality we've also got the hunger and yeah it was brilliant brilliant um probably one of the best performances i've seen under clap at anfield if i'm honest it was that good that complete and again just a pity we didn't have a crowd in the to appreciate it and you, you, you didn't it. happen to pick up the little spat with um, Klopp and uh, Roy Keane did you <laughs> I think it was funny I mean people of course listen the, the modern world social media loves that don't they they love a, they love an icon of Man United and Liverpool's iconic manager having a bit of a, a spat but it, I genuinely think it was just one of those things where Keane had said we'd had a couple of sloppy moments defensively Klopp's plugged in his microphone. He's just heard Keane say sloppy. And obviously Klopp's absolutely elated with the performance. And he, he hears sloppy. And he well, to be fair, it. Johnny, to be fair, I think Roy Keane, I think Roy Keane played it very well. Like, you know, because Keane can fly off a handle, as we well know. And I was going, what the <laughs> fuck is it? What way is this ending? But Roy Keane was, you know, Keane took it and, you know, he had a bit of a, a swipe at, you know, as Klopp went away. But I thought, I thought it was a, like a fun exchange. <laughs> it was. And he did make it clear to Klopp, you know, I've been singing your team's praises. And Klopp did say, well, I'll, I'll go and make sure I watch the whole tape or whatever. And if he did, he would realise that, listen, King was, he was full of praise for Liverpool. I know there was a couple of moments. That's the, Listen, that's what you do when you're a pundit, isn't it? You pick out the moments where it's not perfect and you pick on something that, that wasn't perfect. But 
it, it was it was it was funny, but it was just a great. It was a it was a really really good evening. It was perfect after the weekend, and uh, you know we're we're going to take some shifting, which I think we all knew that anyway. But if anybody had any little notions about this team's standards dropping, I think they were all put to bed on Monday night. No, without a doubt they were. Um, and and you know, Beryl, a lot was made of Arsenal uh, coming into this game, and you know, I, I, I saw pundit, pundits pundits I can nearly speak pundits um, during the week before the game, sort of suggesting that you know if Arsenal got away with a two-one or a three-one, it would represent you know uh, a, a bettering a betterment of what they'd been doing at Anfield in previous seasons. Whilst they got a goal which they shouldn't have. They still shipped three and could have shipped easily another four. Would you know? They're they're sort of seeing at the moment as you know not having European football and can focus on the league and so on. But whilst whilst Johnny and, and Neil have both alluded to the, the improvement on Arteta, I still think they're, a, they're they're far away from from being anywhere near a finished article or or a threat to us. We are just miles ahead of them. I think, uh, and this might sound. Uh, slightly arrogant for people who aren't Liverpool fans, but uh, I think no other team should compare themselves to Liverpool at this point. And um, and, and we showed that on on Monday. It, 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 and I subscribe to anything uh, Johnny just said. It, we were utterly, utterly dominant. It was we we battered them with three one, and and it could have been uh, a lot worse for them. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think if you look at um, uh, at the teams that you know are aiming to be in the in, in the so-called uh, uh, first six or top six, I think they have uh, uh, they they have a chance because they have a, a certain identity, and and uh, what you saw today. Um, was was two B teams or ours were was more of a C team and theirs was was a B team and and still you saw the same uh, identities and you saw the same game but at a, at a at a lower level you could say and uh, I think uh, Arsenal um, are a better team than they were under Unai Emery and and the the latter years of uh, Arsene Wenger. Um, I, I think they have a chance. I have to be second, third, fourth, uh, fifth, sixth, etc. <laughs> they don't have a chance to um, to compete for the title uh, if um, if something happens between now and, and with something. I mean, uh, lots of very spectacular things happen between now and and the end of the transfer window then maybe Manchester City might have a chance but I don't think they will because you know we we saw how they struggled I think we are miles ahead just because of something um, uh, that Arsenal also has uh, an identity and and uh, and a, um, a manager that uh, who knows uh, how he wants to play and how he wants all of his players to 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 play and and doesn't leave anything to to their improvisi- improvisation or, or w- whatever else 
Uh, I think Arteta is a really good, uh, has proven himself to be, you know, w- with with the little evidence that we have from uh, half a season. Uh, but he has proven in that half a season that that he knows what he wants to do, and I, I think he's doing a really good job in in the difficult circumstances. He just needs backed, I think, now by the board, and you know that, that, that quite clearly he has moved them on, Beryl. But I yeah. think they need to back him into getting the players that you know. I think there's maybe three, four, five players short of of of, of where they want to be, and it's about identifying those players. I, I think you know the way we we look at the way Liverpool built the team that we have at the moment and it's about if they back Arteta and and the plan that he has and give him the tools that he needs to do the job I think they could be successful Uh, I I, I think they could be successful with what they have at this this point Uh, I think they have lots of um, potentially good players and they have some some dead wood and they have retained some dead wood Uh, I, I really don't understand Retaining David Luiz, but um, apparently uh, he was. Um, He's great as was, long as you don't ask him to defend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a big ask from a central defender, you could you could say. So you know, but Arteta wanted him because of his uh, um, his experience, and I thought experience in uh, in what experience in in you know defending badly or. Uh, being chaotic in a, in a defense, uh, I, I'm not sure, but you know uh, he knows more about football than I do, probably. But uh, I think they have a chance again to uh, to enter the the top four. Uh, but and I think you know Arsenal have spent money and and they have spent more money than than that's good for them. I think yeah, we saw Pepe today; he was linked with us last year and and when i bullet saw, dodged bullet dodged yeah exactly <laughs> it, it, uh, what was uh, the the muted muted figure uh, it was uh, 80 million Six, 65 to 70 wasn't there something we we were trying yeah. to get them for it was it was reported yeah yeah that's probably the the pounds and uh, i was i was i was hearing the the figures in in euros and that that that's that's about the same figure i think and and that's a lot of a lot of money for someone who who doesn't seem very useful uh, to me so uh, they've spent a lot of money i think uh on um a couple of players and maybe they will get uh uh, Awar from from Lyon, and he, he would be a formidable signing for them. I hope they don't get him. Um, but you know th- they have my sympathy. Uh, and after we've we've won against them uh, at home, and uh, uh, yeah, they, I, I, it's okay for them to take points from the other top six um, uh, clubs. Uh, I, th- I think they're pretty good, and they're trying to do something like we. Uh, do but you know on a very very different level it's it's i don't think it's it's even um fair to compare the level that we are at at this point to Carol, it is because we came from comedy beginnings like if you look yeah, where club took over it was like there was a lot of comedy moments in there uh there, from, there's, there's no debating that it's 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 uh, you know if we look at look back at what we were um it's 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 no debating that we have we have improved massive massive massively it's 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 incredible 
the level we are at at this point, and, and you know, the game against Arsenal was was testament to that. I, I think there were a, a couple of games last season in in which we um, showed what we were made of. I think the the Leicester game uh, after we've won the the World Cup um, on Boxing Day, it was probably right. Uh, uh, you know, away against Leicester, it, it was an incredible game in, in which and, and and people were saying they they maybe could um, could could be competing with us for the title, and, and we we totally uh, obliterated them. And uh, and and then after that, we we played against Sheffield United. I think that game most uh, you know resembled the Arsenal game on Monday. Um, uh, because we were so incredibly dominant, and we were so incredibly, um, we, we we were uh, we were running harder. We were uh, uh, controlling the game better. We, everything was better than than the game than the other team, and and on on a on on such a different level that it was a statement. It was a statement that you could maybe aspire to be like us in in a couple of years, but. Uh, but not now. This this is this is our league at this point. I think. No, and I, I could I couldn't argue with you. Uh, definitely, it, it's it's the question of who stops us, Chief. You know, and I think there was a moment there. I don't know whether you saw it, uh, the interview with with Robbo after the game, and and, and he alluded to you know ah oh, ninety nine times out of hundred to clear that ball, and maybe two seasons ago my head goes down, but not anymore. And I think that, the, you know, I think there's so much to be read into those words. And, and and maybe not just from from Andy Robertson's point of view. I think each and every one of them now, you know, they're, they've won the Champions League. They've been world champions. They've now, they've got the hoodoo of the Premier League out of the way. This is a, fuck, this is a formidable outfit. And, you know, I know you want to talk a wee bit about, about, about Leicester, Payston City. And, you know, as Beryl rightly pointed out there, we, we set down a marker there. And City must look at that after that result and go, how the fuck can we catch them? No, absolutely. I mean, people would obviously say you're maybe getting carried away if you're if, you, if you're tipping us to to win the league off the off the back of of three three games. But um, I think we said many times during the summer summer in inverted commas during the wee break from football that. Um, that um, the the start of this season and and getting out of the blocks quickly and 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 building up a lead, putting the points on the board, would be doubly important because of the nature of the congested fixtures and because of the because of the the very very short turnaround, meaning that nothing not much has really had a chance to change yet. Cl- clubs have signed players, including us. But the ones who've made bigger moves or more moves and had more rebuilding to do have had no time to bed those players in and have got no training time to work them in really during the season. There's not going to be a winter break this year either. Um, the season has just as many games and it starts later and finishes earlier. So it's, um, it's, 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 it's paramount really to get those points on the board and to have gotten... Chelsea out of the way and Arsenal out of the way, who um, 
have certainly been tipped to improve this season. Um, although Chelsea, it's questionable at the moment, but their case in point is going to take them a long time to, to even come close to bedding all those players in uh, and getting getting a co- co- And they're talking about team. buying more as well, Chief, which exacerbates the situation. Oh, absolutely. And how long will it be before Lampard knows his best team? Will Lampard even get the chance to pick his best team? Because by the time he works it out, probably probably have gotten the boot. Um, I don't they, know how much Roman's, Roman, Roman's opened, opened the checkbook, so now he's subject to the same rules as everybody went before. Well, him. absolutely. And if they're if they're not showing signs of, of serious progress by Christmas, then you know, then you'd imagine that, that heads could roll. Um, but I don't really want to dwell too too much on Chelsea. I mean, we we were absolutely fantastic against Arsenal, and some there've been some. People, generally Arsenal fans and, and some other bitter fans from, from other clubs. I can sort of understand Arsenal fans in a way, and I, I can, you know, I can understand that fans are maybe fans of other clubs are maybe some of them are maybe a little pissed off with this sort of winning a lot and, and whatever. I can I can dig that. I grew up despising Man United, and you know we all know that pain. So um, it's our turn. At this point, um, the first time in my adult life, and we should marvel in it, it was men against boys, and their game plan, which was being lauded and was again lauded tonight, was essentially just just to defend, just to soak it up, soak it up, and try your best to get out and play around over the press or around the press and hit on the break. But apart from it being a slightly more sophisticated way to get the ball from back to front, it's nothing new. It's It's been tried since time of memorial. And it was caught out more times than enough. They were caught out in possession and around their own 18-yard area so many times. Absolutely, but Liverpool pressed so intensely and so high up. And for Arsenal, yet they got some credit in, in quarters for sticking to their game plan, and that's fine. But there were times where it was just border, bordering on the ridiculous. Um, had had I was getting annoyed with us because I was like, you know, I was saying to my mates, um, we need a, we need we need the crowd. We're missing the crowd. We need that edge. This is like a training game. The number of chances we missed, the number of chances to create chances, you know. Whenever Salah takes that off Jota before three one, I go spare at him. <laughs> so I do. I'm like, what have you done there? I mean, this is you know, you got to make sure because. You're watching the game and your emotions have the better of you. Now, you watch that game back. Liverpool are never really in any danger. They control it from start to finish, bar the 30 seconds that results in that goal. But you want them. You want Liverpool to be clinical. And I, I would say there's there's maybe a little bit of something in that. But it was the most dominant 2-1 you're likely to ever see. And, and 3-1, you know, probably doesn't doesn't do us justice in the end. Um, here, here's a wee question about the 3-1. Were you were you at all worried? Jota had two glorious chances that he squandered before he got before he scuffed one in. But were you worried like, oh fuck, this could be another crouch here? You know, he's missed a couple of really good good chances. This could fucking you know, this could could dent the confidence. But then he got the third chance and buries it. You know, but there was a stage because the the two chances that he'd had prior to that to me were easier than the one he took. Sort of, not really. But I tell you what, what 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 did concern me was was that Salah one, and I just thought he'd already had a chance or two, and he'd missed them, and then there was that one, and I was like, that didn't work, and you're a bit like, oh, I hope they're, they're more than the chemistry. I hope that I was a bit like, I hope the chemistry's not going to be off here, but then he gets that that 
the, the hardest chance of the lot, and he buries him. And, you know, you saw him again tonight. He fits right in. You know, it's as if we've had him for, for years. Maybe as a young player just coming through and he's just starting to get his, you know, but he looks like he absolutely fits. Um, so you, it doesn't look like we're going to have too many of settling in problems or, or teething problems with, with, with him. And, you know, just to, just to look, to, to go back to your original question, sort of way, way back, you'd have to, you'd have to be a very, very brave person, I think, to bet against this win in the league this year. Um, I just think if, if you're saying City are our closest challengers, they're miles off. Less Certainly on, on the on the evidence, of, and, and I don't care how many defenders they buy, Neil, on the evidence of, of, of the weekend past, they're, they're nowhere near us. And, that, and, and that's a sadness in a way, because I enjoy the fight with them, but they look a long way off us at the moment. If we hold our standard, it's going to be a procession. We'll have won it by Christmas. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd won it by Christmas last year, if we're honest. When we beat Leicester 4-0 on what was it, Boxing Day? You know, that's that was that was the league sewn up. They were second in the league and people were talking with them and we just trounced them and that was I think we were ten points clear then or something. And it could be it could be could be exactly the same this year because if City have dropped off, which it looks like they've maybe even gone a little bit backwards from last year, I would venture to say, certainly at this point. And the omens don't look good for them given given a lot of reasons. Guardiola's longest ever time as as a manager um, disquiet within the within the ranks at, at some of his decisions, ongoing defensive issues, being embarrassed by by Leicester like that, and and certain other clubs seemingly having a, an obvious weakness that that's there to target and so on. So there there are many not replacing company, not having leaders in inverted commas, um, all those reasons. So if they have gone back further, um, there's nobody out of that emerging pack that's really going to challenge us unless we drop off a cliff no i i, I hear and, and and that's and, and that's just it it's not that that we're going to run. i just don't see anybody challenging us neil but listen we'll, we'll leave arsenal and we'll leave Mikel arteta where you thank fuck three times is more than enough hopefully we'll not see them again till, till the end of the season um but no in our luck we'll probably pull them in the fa cup but we'll move on to you know we've basically got the league sewn up lads so we'll move on to the next competition we've probably got sewn up as well and that's the champions league and the draw was today and beryl i'm going to come to you first because you're a very excited person with a reason to be excited that we drew ajax your favorite team in the world um along with atalanta and some team i can't even midland or something i don't know i can't even pronounce but some danish team what, what what's what's the thoughts on the draw certainly looking at it you would kind of think that qualification should be a breeze, but we said that last season, and we probably said it the season before, and we somehow managed to, to make qualification out of these groups harder than, than than it should be in the last few seasons. But really, looking at it, we should we should come out of this group with plenty to spare. Yes. Um, let, let's put it that way, uh, this way. I, I think... Um, my, my conclusion from from our last two group stages was that we do just enough to get out of the group, uh, and, and we've never lost as much games uh, in, in a competition as, as as we did in the in the last two group stages. Um, probably because uh, we, we knew we could get away with it, uh, and, and, I, and I hope we don't do it this year. Uh, because you know, j- just to, to set the record straight, I I I I really hate Ajax, 
Uh, <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, you know, not not at at the at, at the level of you know really hating, but you know, uh, yeah, I really hate them um, because uh, I'm a Feyenoord fan uh, locally. Um, not as much as I'm a, a Liverpool fan. I have to uh, state that as well. But um, they 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 are the Bayern Munich of of the Netherlands, uh, uh, you know, nowadays. Uh, and um, they they just you know show up to to win the league. I think um, in the Netherlands, and 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 they have they have so much more money than than all the other teams in the Netherlands, uh, even the ones that they that 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 are supposed to compete with them. So um, they have been exciting, I have to admit, um, not, not last year, but the, the year before in the Champions League. But they've lost a lot of players that, that were, you know, central to that being uh, being um, being exciting, like Frankie de Jong, uh, Matthijs de Ligt, uh, uh, to a lesser degree, I, I would say. Uh, they've lost uh, uh, Van der Beek to... Uh, to Manchester United, but, uh, but I don't think he, he, he he's as good a player as as as, uh, as he's made out to be at this point. He's he's not a bad player, to, no, you know, to be uh, um, uh, secure. You know, all, all, all he could make him worse. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure about that. But you know, he he's he's tactically disciplined and he he runs a lot and he runs in the in the right spots. But you know, if 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 there's an, isn't someone who who can give him the pass uh, to maybe score? He, he isn't that useful. So he's a good player, and maybe he's a good player for them. But he isn't a very special player. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't transform any team. He would. He could make a team better. That, that's what I, I would say. Um, but you know, he left. Um, and and uh, there's this myth about uh, Ajax that. Uh, a, 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 that they um, generally are uh, cons- consist of of, pe- of players that they have uh, that they have trained themselves and you know and their own youth players, but you know this is a myth. This this is why I use that word. In there are, in in the latest games that they have played, there were only a few players that came out of their own academy. They have a very good academy. Uh, again, uh, I wouldn't want to say otherwise, but uh, it's 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 not as not as as if uh, they are uh, achieving uh, the things that they have achieved the last few years with those academy players. You know, Frankie De Jong was uh, was a player they bought when he was 19, and Matthijs Licht was a, an academy player, and Sven. No, no, not Sven, but what's his name? Van der Beek. I forgot, <laughs> forgot what his name was, but Van der Beek is an academy player. But there, there's not a, a lot more than that. And um, uh, they are good, but I don't think they have the consistency to, to be a, a threat to us. Uh, I, I'm not sure about Atalanta because they have surprised a lot of teams uh, last season. And you can only surprise other teams one season, I hope. So I, I, I think we know what to do with them. But uh, then again, they, they, they seem to be, um, be still be surprising other teams in the Serie A. So they are pretty good. And Michelin, I, 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 the only thing I know about them is that they are 
uh, that they're a, a team uh, from Denmark that is driven by data and they have this link with Brentford and they know how to um, find players using uh, analytics and data um, but I also know that they uh, that they struggled and 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 barely made it to the you know, so the, the, they are not the 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 threat the main threat in this uh, competition for us in this group stages I, I hope we don't make it as difficult uh, as it as it was the last two seasons uh, but then again we made it through the last two seasons as well so I think it's it's a calculated risk to uh, sometimes play with uh, you know uh, um, League Cup uh, selections, you could say. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's 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 not the easiest group ever. But then again, we should make it through and on first spot without very big problems if we don't do something very strange. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. But I would have agreed with you last season as well. <laughs> Although Johnny, this time there's no Napoli. And our arch nemesis has moved across Stanley Park and is building a team at Everton at the moment just to piss us off. Um, but you know, I know you're, you know, you rightly pointed out there in the in the pre-pod about you know th- these are these are great European trips that people are going to miss as well. This is a really good group. I know, Beryl, close your ears. But you know, Ajax is a is a big European club and in, in the mythology of, of European football and so on, the Cruyff links and so on. I, I think it, you know, very sad there'll be no fans there because it would be a great occasion. But what's your thoughts on the group, Johnny? Yeah, that is a shame. I mean, I couldn't believe today when I found out that um, I haven't actually played Ajax competitively since '66, 54 years. I find that just absolutely incredible. Uh, you Spurs, know, are bastards, are, mate. Spurs are bastards, Smith. Spurs are bastards. Spurs denied us that, that final, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it'll be a real shame for there to be no, not to have the crowds. Although I did read something that it might not be in England because of the ongoing uh, incompetence of the, the Tory government, but there may well be crowds in UEFA competitions in Europe. Um, 30% capacity. I did read that. So there might be a bit of a, a crowd there in an atmosphere, but no, listen, it's a, it's a good group. Um, I think we we're all sick of Napoli. You know, Ancelotti, that Napoli team are just dogged, gnarly team, and they always make it very difficult for you out there. And that pitch, it's always horrible. I never like going there. Um, whereas this group's fresh, it's new. You know, Atlanta averaging four goals a game, absolutely. Terrific side to watch. They'll come and have a go at home and away. Ajax or Ajax. They, I know Burrell's not a not not a fan of the of the club or the concept of Ajax, but certainly in my time growing up and and started really getting into football, you know, in my later teenage years, I suppose around the you know ninety five, ninety six, Van Gaal's Ajax team. With Clivert and Lippmann in and Overmars and the De Boers and Finiti George, Davids, Reitziger, all those guys. Um, I hated them most. <laughs> they were football, though, and what a team they were. So it'll be it'll be really good. I think it'll be a brilliant it's a brilliant football group for the purists. I think it'll be a great football group because Ajax play really expansive. They like to attack. Um, so do Atlanta. They'll play so. I think you'll see really good games. I think you'll see loads of goals. But ultimately, I think 
like Burrell said, you know, um, when we were talking pre-pod a bit about where Ajax are at, um, Liverpool are too strong. Liverpool are too strong for anybody in this group but, overall. But Johnny, but it, it, th- th- we are, but every one of these games is a cup final for our opponents because of who we are now. Yes, I take that. I take that, and that's true, and they'll be up for it. But at the same time, the team we have at the moment, these teams, if you want to really get success against Liverpool, you know, if you look at the teams, like Napoli have had a bit of success, Atletico put us out. You know, it's just not in the makeup of these teams to have that type of game. So they'll come at us, Dave. They'll have a go. But ultimately, if you're going to play expansive and attacking in Liverpool, you're betting that in that game you're going to attack and be more clinical and better than us and take your chances. And with the front three we have, um, I just think best of luck. You know, if you're if you're going to try and outshoot, you know, outscore us and go for it and have an end-to-end game of football and back yourself to beat us in that type of game, then uh, was it was Stevie Gerrard used to say <laughs> years ago, all the best. Um, and then I think that's how it'll pan out. I'd expect this to to win win the group pretty comfortably and uh, and then get into the serious business. But it's a good group, exciting. I think it's always good when you get teams that you haven't really seen play against us before and that you know will have a go. So I'm really looking forward to it. It'll, it with all that's going on, it's nice to have some really good football matches to look forward to through the winter. No, I, I agree with you fully. I agree with you fully. And Chief, just, just closing out before we go to Villa, your own thoughts on it. Um, I take it pretty much echoing what, what the guys are saying there. They're, they're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice group. They're, they're quite glamorous ties, as has been mentioned. So, you know, I'd, I'd certainly have gone to Amsterdam. Uh, and you know, you know, you never know. Maybe I will. We'll see how it, how it is at that at that time. I'm not too can far you get, away. You can get the Euro, you can get the Eurostar, couldn't you, to Amsterdam from there? I just get a get a train, like, eh? just get an ICE probably, hmm. a German fast train, and. Uh, just get down there like but uh, we'll see how it is then anyway but obviously it would have been far better if everyone were able to go and it was just normal but sure um, but yeah good games I mean Atalanta were interested in the Champions League last year because they started off terribly uh, they got spanked a couple of, I think they got spanked by like Slavia Prague or someone in the first week um, and they were pretty poor away from home but they were good at home and they ended up going through and they ended up then finally getting knocked out by PSG, who sort of turned it round with two really, really late goals after um, losing the game for, for, for quite a while, or being behind in the game, sorry, for quite a while. Um, so they'd be interesting. Uh, they are very attacking side, um, so it could, could be quite good for us. I mean, the thing is, you've got sides there that will probably try and have a go at us in, in Ajax and Atalanta, and that could potentially work in our favour. No matter what, as has been said, we you know, we are very, very strong. Um I think we'd all count ourselves a little or count that we felt we were um if not unfortunate, then it, it was a bit of a turn up that we, we got knocked out by Atletico last season and uh I think even the way that game went it, it certainly looked like we were we were gonna do enough to go through and um I think We'll have unfinished business in, in that regard. The team looks very, very hungry and we'll certainly want to re-establish our, our credentials on the European stage as, as, as certainly a team that's going to push all the way to the semis and the final. 
Um, yeah, the, uh, the the gimme in the group or the the, the bankers, the, the six points you would you would pretty much guarantee are against Mitchelland, who uh, put out who did they put out? Was it anybody know? Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague, who were who were all right last season in, in the Champions League. Um, they're obviously the the Czech champions and have been for for the last few seasons and, and generally just win that league at a canter at the moment. Um, but yeah, we we you don't. That's why you want your your six points guaranteed. And if the last couple of seasons are anything to go by, we'll just try and win our other two home games and and go through that way. Um, it's a it's a good group. It's an exciting group. Should be good games, and we should we should be strong enough to to certainly go through. If if not, to to top the group. No, and I hope you're right, because for two years we've done Champions League group reviews and, oh, we're wee buns, we're walking through this group. And then fucking Napoli come along, you know. But uh, well, I don't I don't think this season, I think I think we're a different beast this season. I think there, there, every, every ghost that we had has been exercised and we're a different beast. And we'll go at the weekend, Neil, to, to another ex-European Cup winner in Aston Villa. Um, certainly not at that level at the moment. And... I'm, I just can't think anything other than just another three points. I, I, I can't think anything other than that. Well, you would. I mean, Villa played tonight in the Cup as well and also went out. They didn't need penalties, though. They were knocked out 1-0 at home by Stoke. I think Sam Vokes got the goal there. And he put out a uh, really a very disjointed sort of um, team there. A lot of changes. So none of their, none of their um, first team was really playing. Um, so that doesn't really tell us a great deal. Generally, they the started the Premier League all right. They're pretty well. In fact, there's two wins out of two, uh, albeit um, they've, they've played teams which you would fancy to be in and around them, or in a, certainly were in and around them last season. Um, but they've got the points there, and they've started well. Yeah, of course we should have far too much for them. They've just survived relegation last season on the on the last day, sort of by the skin of their teeth, on the second last day. Um, they've added to their squad, but uh, their manager is the same. He's still just relying on on big performances and and Jack Grealish essentially um, pulling creating something and, and pulling something out of nothing. Um, Having said that, it was a difficult game last season and, and ended up being a bit one of those sort of road marker or, you know, kind of uh, games that you mark off on your way towards towards winning a, a title as we came from behind to score two goals in the last, what, three or four minutes. Um, Sadio Mane scoring the header with, I think, the last, last touch of the game. So, um, so, yeah, it wasn't easy, but, of course, no crowd. Uh, I think they could potentially suffer from that, just as, as as we suffer, I think, at Anfield for for not having the crowd, um, albeit only slightly. But I think there is a there is a, a certain edge that's, that's perhaps missing. Um, and you would fancy us to go there and, and get the points. So um, we we have no new injuries, um, and we're nine out of nine, as we said, and you wouldn't. You certainly wouldn't bet against us going to make it 12 out of 12. Absolutely not. Beryl, yourself, do, do, do you see anything to fear there at Villa? Um, or did you share my confidence that, you know, I was pretty certain would blow Arsenal away. I'm pretty certain we're going to do the same to Aston Villa. 
I have to admit that I wasn't certain that we would b- blow Arsenal away, but but we certainly did. You know, I, I had this concern that, um, uh, that that we wouldn't have the intensity that we had until um, March, um, uh, and, and and then you know all, all this pandemic pandemic shit happened and. And uh, we, we had won the league by that time and, and we couldn't muster ourselves to be as as intense as we were before, you know, and, and lost, uh, you know, the Watford game couldn't, is, isn't, what, isn't part of that, uh, that series. But after that, we, we lost a couple of games that we normally wouldn't have lost. And I, 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 was, I was starting to get concerned about if we could, you know, turn the switch and be as intense as we were before but uh, this this Arsenal game on Monday was a, was a, was a clear um, uh, was a clear sign that, that we that can and um, we were so you know and, and, and in, in fairness the Chelsea game was as well we were very um, concentrated very intense very then you know the the urgency to, to win the game was was very clear, and if we have that, and I think we have that for a, for a, for a few games from now on, I, I don't think Aston Aston Villa can be any sort of threat to us. Um, uh, you know, even if you think about the fact that that football is and and will always will be a low scoring game. Uh, and uh, accidents and, and coincidences will, will be uh, could could be a factor, and they have this exceptional player. Um, but still, we have several exceptional players, and yeah, uh, I, I have to agree with Neil uh, and his confidence. I, I don't and, and your confidence as well. I, I don't think that there is any threat. In Aston Villa or in any other team, if we stay concentrated and stay as urgent as we are, um, we will win this, win this game as, as well. I think. Uh, I think. I, 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 and another factor, Johnny. You know, Beryl makes a point. He doesn't think it. Neil doesn't think it. I don't think it. Another factor: City go to Leeds, your your old man's team, and I, I would say they're in for a fucking torrid time. Like if if, if Brendan Rodgers has given them a tactical masterclass, imagine what Bielsa has got in store for them. And I think as well with that in mind, you, you know, because that's going to be in the mind because they are, you know, looking at it, they, they'll probably be our nearest challengers. And they have a rough weekend coming up. And I think that gives an extra edge to us going into the Villa game as well. Yeah, I mean, what a game that will be on the Saturday. I'm really looking forward to watching that. I mean, it's hard to know what way it'll go. Um I think Leeds will absolutely cause them an absolute mountain of problems. It could be 10 each, John. That's the, that could, it could yeah, be 10 each. It, it, you could, yeah, I mean, Leeds, Leeds will cause them massive, massive problems. I have no doubt. But Leicester were so... I mean, you know, I, I thought, to be honest, for the first 35 minutes, Leicester were absolutely terrible. They were 1-0 down. They hardly came out of their own half. Um it was sold afterwards like Rogers had this plan and that was exactly what they were trying to do. I don't know if that really was true. I think they were, they were so That's just Brandon negative. being Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what your views on that will be. Marius scored a wonder goal and basically, you know, it was all city. They never left their own half of them. 
they were just all camped behind the ball, trying to contain, but they weren't putting any pressure. They weren't doing anything. City made a couple of good chances. They had a couple of marginal offsides. It could have been two, three nil up. Leicester just eventually had a little bit of a go at them, ran at them and realized, oh, oh my God, if you actually run at this team and break their press, you can kill them. And Leicester just had one attack where they came close and then they never and looked Bielsa back. Bielsa would have missed that, John. That's, that, that's the fun part. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think you're right. I think that's a fascinating game. Just because the two guys are purists, you know those two teams, City and, um, and Leeds, they won't back down. You know, they, they'll both be absolutely trying to out-football the other. And obviously, Guardiola is a big fan and grew up and wanted to learn from Bielsa. So, but you're right, it's, it's a really interesting test for them. And on the back of that, if they don't, if they fail, let's say they draw there, a 2-2 two, two draw or something like that, all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're going to win at Villa to try and win at Villa to go eight points clear after just four games. Um, and I think the Villa game will be interesting. I think they've started really well. They had a big one at Fulham. Um, they seem to have got Grealish and McGinn are playing really well. They've signed the, 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 the kid Watkins, I think, from Brentford. Um, and they've got a bit of confidence. I think I'd read that they were unbeaten in their last eight games, league games, you know, going back to before the lockdown. So they'll, they'll probably fancy, not that they'll fancy their chances of beating us, but they'll be looking forward to, to, to having a go on us and seeing where they're at. But again, for all the reasons we've been talking about, um, Liverpool just should have too, too much for them. But, but certainly the game of the weekend will be, will be Leeds Man City. That is a cracker. Um, I would imagine that will be a great game. Oh no, absolutely. And and I'll say it, it it's it's the, the, the repercussions of that if it were to go the wrong way at this stage of the season, it could it could be massive. Because it's just this moment in time, it's really hard to see us it's hard to see anybody getting near us the way we are. Don't get me wrong, the season will develop. It's three games and like let's keep our feet firmly on the ground here. You know, we've played three games in the league, but we just you know, given given what's gone on the two seasons before, it's just so hard to see teams breaking us down and, and, and getting at us without a massive slice of luck, you know. And, 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 and well, I, I was just going to say on that, I mean, I was having a sort of a, a chat with, with, with Dublin around this, and, and I know it is early. Listen, it's a league season, it's a long season, and things could go wrong, of course, but there's a wee bit of a vibe for me of the way I was thinking of some of Man United seasons under Ferguson, like 2000 and 2001, those seasons where you've got all your main challengers are a bit in a state of flux. You know, if you think of United in 2001, Liverpool were just starting to build with Julio, Mourinho hadn't yet arrived, the Abramovich money wasn't there, um, Arsenal were in a bit of a transition phase up to getting themselves right before they started winning leagues again in 2002. It feels a wee bit like that for me at the minute with Liverpool. I think Steady have been, you know, obviously an unbelievable force for a couple of seasons. They faded last season on the evidence of last weekend. They're Has just, he run them into the ground, John? Like, that's maybe, what you're suggesting. Has he run them into the ground? And maybe. I don't think they've bought well. You know, they, they haven't bought well in a, in a while. Big names have gone, as we've said before on this pre-season. Company's gone. Sani's gone, David Silva's gone, big voices in the changing room have gone. Have they really? Fernandinho's replaced... practically gone. You know, yeah, it's not, Aguero, it's not Aguero, the player no more. 
Aguero's older, he's more injury prone. So, you know, you factor in that they've been the big team. Then you look at United, Solskjaer, you look at Chelsea, Lampard, and you realise that, you know, the teams that maybe would be the teams that would push you, they're, they're all in a state of sort of transition. They're all in a state of flux. And Liverpool are just a well-oiled machine. It's a bit of a sweet spot. I, I, it does remind me a little bit of that sort of spell United had, 2000-2001, where we know, uh, you, you almost know there's a feeling around it that it would take something to go really wrong for us not to win the league. I know it's really early and people will be going, oh my God, I can't believe they're saying that. But genuinely, I think it'd be a massive, massive upset if we don't win the league, which is nice because as, as Chief said earlier, we, we've spent long enough on the other side of this for 30 years. So uh, we'll wrap it up. We and John, <laughs> let's not, there's unfinished business here because that was not celebrated properly. And you know what I mean? If we weren't to win the league this season, think of that. Think of what everybody has missed. Like you know, I was flying into the UK for for the celebration. You know what I mean? I was coming for 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 the, for us winning the league, and all of that was gone. And I think I think you know you talk about there's still this hunger in that team, and I think that, that the fact that they haven't been able to celebrate with us properly and fully take the accolade of winning that league will be the driver for this season. Yeah, I do. I, I think so. And I think Klopp will be using that, you know, on the evidence on Monday night. They're very, very hungry. And you're de- you're dead right. I mean, it would feel like a bit of a, almost like a damn squib. It's amazing to say it after 30 years. But if we can get into a position where there's people back in football grounds, even next March, April, May, you know, coming into the end of the season, that Liverpool team will want, they will not want a nice round of applause to say well done for last year's title unlucky this year you know the, that group of players will want the adulation they'll want the trophy and they'll want to be celebrating back-to-back titles uh, and they will do everything and let's face it on the evidence of how good they've been and how everyone else is and um, who would bet against them no, and, and, and honestly, they need it. They need to be back-to-back champions because that's the level they're playing at at the minute. And and to do themselves true justice and to, to live with the, the legends of the past, there needs to be multiple league winners in there to, 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 live up to, 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 live up, to live up to the reputation of the past. But listen, we've rambled on away over the hour here, guys. Um, thank you, as always, for your time. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, and we should be back again hopefully, um, after the Villa game, celebrating another three points. Um, And no more Arsenal, please, lads. So, (laughs) until the next time, thank you to the listener, and we'll just leave with the usual, up our heads. 